Lots and lots of talk back and forth, it seems, over the past week about the kind of season that Kibrian Hayes had. Almost all of it, obviously related to defense, the gold glove, and so forth. To me, that's really, really missing the point. Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. Comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into football and or hockey, I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Penguins. The same place you found this. Nolan Arenado is going to clean up on all of these. He won the Fielding Bible Award yesterday at third base. He'd won the gold glove the day before. And there's, uh, to whatever percentage of our general population still pays attention to the Pirates to this intense level in November, some anger about this. And, like, I get it. There's a bit of a persecution complex. There's a sense that if he was in that uniform or some other uniform, he'd be appreciated more. I acknowledge that myself on yesterday's show. But at the same time, listen, we all want to get real here. Set aside those awards. because They really, really don't matter compared to whether or not Key can achieve two different things for this team. And they might be related. One is hitting a heck of a lot better. And two is staying on the field. I'm not going to go that extra mile and accuse Key of being either brittle or worse, a malingerer. But at the same time, I've heard from enough people within the organization that they're a little frustrated that they can't keep him on the field more often. They cite Brian Reynolds as a positive counter example to the way Key is. You can't get Reynolds off the field. That's the reason I believe he should stay in center field, by the way, because that's the kind of personality that you want. You want a bulldog out there. You want somebody who will play through whatever. And Key, he'll feel something one day. He'll play through it one day. He might not the next. He has, and this is legit, a back issue. It bothered him all summer long. Also, completely legit to the very best of my ability to find such stuff out. He and I had a talk about the back issue specifically on the last day of the season. And as someone who had back troubles about a decade ago, everything he said kind of resonated. You know, you can tell when somebody's faking it, when they're describing symptoms that don't match something that's real. He's got an issue and he does need to overcome it. And maybe if and when he does, he'll become a better player overall. But again, that's really the issue here, becoming a better player overall. This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern. That's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's home of Steak on a Stone, an eating experience, underscoring the word experience. The steak is brought to you partially cooked on an 800-degree stone, and you do the rest. 
It's a ton of fun, it's a great meal, and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. In 505 official at-bats in the 2022 season, Key batted 244, 41 RBIs, 7 homers, 659 OPS. And... I'd like to think that we all accepted a while ago that Key wasn't going to be your prototype Mike Schmidt mold third baseman where you have someone who's got power. You have someone who's got that pop that you want from all the corner positions. Even after the crazy pandemic year production, the shortened season in 2020, where he was just out of his mind for a full month and was hitting some homers to all fields, I might add. I don't think anybody had, you know, completely lost their gourds and thought, wow, here comes this big superstar power hitter, whatever. But, but, dude, you got to have some pop. you got to have something to contribute to the offense more than just being another, eh, bat in the lineup, and that's what he is. And believe it or not, I'm not saying any of this in relation to the contract, which I believe will still provide the Pirates with good value in large part because even if he's just an ordinary player, he really didn't take as much money as he might have gotten had he had another good year or two and started working himself into more of a market type position, getting into arbitration and building himself up toward free agency. I thought the deal when it was signed was a really, really good one for the Pirates, and it was kind of a good one for Key in the sense that he was just guaranteed money. But the more that time passes and the less that he hits, the bigger the concern. He's got to find some way to drive the baseball. And I don't think anybody from Key to Charlie Hayes, his dad, to Derek Shelton uh, as a former hitting coach would look at Key's production and doubt that what really needs to happen is he needs to get back to pulling the ball. If you go back to 2020 and you watch that month and you see all of what he was doing, a lot of it was just driving the ball, staying ahead of it. Could the back injury affect that? Sure, of course it can, but figure that out first. The baseball stuff will come, but he's got to get healthy. Let's worry about that a heck of a lot more than whether or not he beats out St. Louis's guy for gold gloves and fielding Bibles and whatever else. I, I'll i say it again from yesterday. He had so many errors and it's okay to still discuss those, that he wasn't at his best in that context either, regardless of how he compared to anyone else. He's 25 years old. Time to get on the bike. When we come back, J1Q. Today's J1Q comes from my man, Jeppa, who asks, 
I feel like the fan base is so turned off by management that the only thing that would excite is Aaron Judge or Jacob DeGrom, and we know that's not happening. So I guess I'd settle for firing our hitting coach, and that's not happening either. What a franchise. You know, this was probably about 99% of the feedback, meaning in this spirit that I got yesterday to the opening of that episode, which was basically challenging people to come up with something that would get them stoked for the coming year. And there were some Bob Nutting ones, even though I said no Bob Nutting ones, because that's just how that goes. And there were some other names that were thrown out. But the funny thing was, or sad, depending on your point of view, I I didn't get a single serious one that I can recall where someone would just say, hey, how about if they went and got this guy or that guy? Uh, They could add this individual and move that. No, no, not one. Because there's just nobody that takes the team or the front office, or the ownership, seriously. And you can say whatever you want about what that signifies about the fan base, like why are you even following this team? But the more damning statement by a million miles is made regarding these people who've run this franchise into the ground and who continue to punt after punt after punt. We don't even know that 2023 will be the last punt. We really don't. I floated the possibility earlier this week that if that Altoona Cavalry isn't all that it's cracked up to be internally, it might not be, then what? You know, that's when you start moving other players off for parts because, oh, well, this one didn't work and we only know one way to do things, so we're just going to start all over again. And have just like this infinite scroll of not even mediocrity, a hundred losses. Because that's what this approach does at the major league level until you get serious. Even when you do have promising younger players. I'm, I'm endlessly mortified by the approaches that the Pirates continue to take. That obviously starts with nutting. There's no passing the buck on this one. I I believe that Ben Charrington makes his own calls to an enormous extent in baseball ops, including uh, how he'd like to spend the money and when. But I also know that all of this is done in concert, including with nutting. Not that he presides over every reliever or every time a runner gets thrown out or picked off second, it's on nutting. But he's involved. He's in those discussions. He's anything but some sort of ghost owner, contrary to another popular misperception. But no one ever gets anywhere. No one ever gets to the point where they say, whoa, hey, hang on. What's this that's happening around us and how do we react? That's why I keep saying that the number one thing that worries me about them, all of them, not just nutting, all of them, is that I don't sense this competitive fire 
from them. I don't know how you can watch 201 losses over the past two seasons and hardly ever have a reaction to it. Hardly ever have a, a, a visible or vocal reaction, to be fair. I'm not in their living rooms watching on TV or whatever they're doing, you know. I'm not in Derek Shelton's office when he has the door closed and nobody else is around. But a visible, vocal reaction, an uncontrolled reaction, just once, just once, fly off the handle. Do it at me. I don't care. You know, let me be the one who asks the question that sets you off, you know, for whatever reason. It's not intentional. It's not something that I would do on purpose. But, you know, rip my head off. Come at me. I don't care. But show me something. Show me something. Show me that you care about anything other than just managing appearances until the Altoona Cavalry arrives. I'm sorry. Did I go way off the reservation? I did again, didn't I? See, this is what happens. You bring up this subject, meaning the pirates, and that's where it tends to go. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to this particular Daily Shot. We'll do another one tomorrow. (laughs) 